From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it Monday morning edition of the Black and Blue Report? Hope you had a great weekend. Hope this finds you well. We are very excited uh, around these parts as today really kicks off the uh, the full go for both teams in action at the same time. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer's alongside. Producer Dan's in the chair. Even David Wesley's in, uh, in the house today. That's because Pelicans Media Day is uh, later on uh, this morning and as we're taping this morning. And training camp starts tomorrow. And, oh, by the way, there's a football game tonight as well that I know you're all aware of. Did you get uh, any rest over the weekend, J.D.? Not much. Well, wait, first, let me back that. Yeah. Let me back up. Does Dub constitute a live studio audience? Is that what we're going for? Audience here? of one? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we'll take what we can get. An army of one, audience of one. We'll take whatever we can get. Yes. But, uh, no, there was no rest for the weary this weekend. I, uh, I had hoped – to uh, but unfortunately the Saints obviously worked on Saturday because that was their Friday day since right. the week was backed up, and uh, yesterday I instead of uh, doing what normal people would do, which is probably you know get drunk and lay around and do nothing, I actually did stuff on Sunday, and so as they as Dub gives me the sign that he did that's exactly what he did on Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, so no 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 rest and uh, there definitely won't be any rest today or this week probably but you know as old folks say man i'll rest when i'm dead so i guess i'll i'll sleep then yeah no but this you know this is what i think all of us have been looking forward to even though mr benson owned both teams last year uh for the first time i think this year with both teams on the same campus now uh makes this all the more special so again pelicans media day today uh that officially starts uh, training camp 2013 and then uh, saints and dolphins tonight uh in the uh, uh yesterday as far as you were being busy and all that but an, an interesting day in the NFL. We won't go through all of it, but there were a couple of standout things. I know Saints fans were rather excited to see uh, Matt Ryan and the Dirty Birds go down yesterday, uh, which wasn't all that surprising in who they played. Well, but I'm surprised, though, because they were home. They're generally a pretty decent home team. Uh, you would assume they would rise to the occasion. And New England isn't hasn't been quote-unquote New England. Uh, so far this year. So I was pretty surprised that New England pretty much just slapped them around for, for the better part of the game. Yeah, and uh, Seattle gets away with one, to say the least, yesterday. Uh, Tampa Bay lost. Good news in the division. Carolina was off. They had their bye week this week. Um, the only other thing that kind of stood out to me was uh, Joe Flacco's performance with the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. Um that, that wasn't pretty, and well, it didn't bode well for the defending champs. They didn't give him anything to work with. I think they ran the ball nine times. That's that's an NFL team. You don't see that on any level of football. You didn't see that when they were doing the run and shoot at Houston back mm -hmm. in Andre Ware days. Nine times attempting to rush the ball in an NFL game, you're setting your quarterback up to be battered to death. After tonight, we'll be 25% through the – season so we'll be, we'll be at the quarter pull as they say i think that if the saints beat the dolphins tonight i think at the quarter pull here it's saints seahawks Bengals, broncos 
kind of as your early separators? Are we are we far off there? And, and and not just basing that on record. I'm just through what I've seen with my own eyes. Well, I would I would go so far right now to say Denver maybe has been the most complete team. Although, uh, well, Denver seems to have had a few problems defensively, but they're putting up numbers at an astronomical rate. So, you know, I would I would guess I would top them on top of the heap. But uh, certainly, if the Saints put together another performance like they did last week against Arizona, which was by far their most complete game of the season and maybe one of the most complete games you'll see out of a team in terms of the way they stopped and moved the football, then certainly I put them number two right now. And, and it, you know, I, I thought the Saints would be better this year. Sean Payton was coming back. So you thought they would get that natural adrenaline injection with that. But, I mean, they've certainly played better defensively than I think anybody could have thought. John and I are going to talk more about tonight's football game over the Mercedes-Benz Superdome a little bit later in the show. Uh, John's carrying the load uh, interview-wise here on this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Who's on the show today? Oh, we've got Andy Kent from MiamiDolphins.com. He's their senior writer. Not quite as good as the uh, New Orleans Saints senior writer, but, I mean, you know, you take what you can get. And uh, also <laughs> – sorry, Andy, I'm just kidding, just kidding. And uh, also we got Jen Hale from Fox 8 who uh, doubles as our Pelicans sideline reporter. And uh, also uh, we have Jay Richardson who just returned to the Saints a couple of weeks ago. He was uh, he was one of the final cuts. He went back to Ohio, was selling insurance, which he has done for the last couple of years, had been out of the NFL for two years, and now is on an, not just on an NFL roster but playing and registered a sack a couple of weeks ago. So three interesting guests. All right, we're football heavy today, as you might imagine, with the big game tonight. Uh, two undefeated teams going at it on Monday night football. We are certainly looking forward to that kickoff is at 7.40 Central Time, and of course we'll have full coverage later on today on NewOrleansSaints.com. So with that being said, we'll take our first break and get into John's guest today. It will be basketball heavy tomorrow, as you might imagine, kind of recapping Pelicans Media Day here on this Monday. Stay tuned. Black and Blue Report continues right after this. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes, here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. 
trombone shorty delivers an incredible remake of the meters classic be my lady with all music played by the original funky meters what's up new orleans this is trombone shorty check out my new record say that to say this produced by Raphael sadiq and me in stores now well welcome back to the show we are with andy kent Senior writer for MiamiDolphins.com, a guy who uh, I can relate to being the uh, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. So we've got a little bit in common there. And and Andy's also riding a 3-0 and undefeated team here and in, coming into this Monday night matchup here at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, Andy, what are some of the things about the Dolphins this year that have impressed you? Because certainly it seems like everybody believes this is a, a surprise team in the NFL. Well, I mean, clearly the the biggest difference between this year's this Dolphins team and last year's, and even more in in, in recent years, is what they're doing in the fourth quarter, um, finishing games, both on the offensive side and, and the defensive side of the ball. And they've done it in in all three wins. Uh, you know, the, the last two were close; they had to come down, you know, to the last minutes. The first one uh, in Cleveland, they put together a nice long game ceiling drive to uh, to pull that one out 23 to 10 so they're uh you know they're doing the necessary things they're making the plays when they have to in, in crunch time at the end of games and at the end of halves and that's showing a major maturity and development in the quarterback ryan Tannehill, and giving validity to the weapons that they put around them that jeff ireland brought in in the offseason both through free agency and the draft you know, it's amazing that you that you note how they've been performing late in games because we've seen the same thing here with the Saints in the first two games. Uh, they beat Atlanta on Atlanta's final offensive possession of the game, final offensive play, as a matter of fact, a fourth down pass in the end zone that was intercepted with less than a minute left, and then they beat Tampa Bay the next week on a game-winning field goal as time expires. So it's kind of amazing how teams can pull out games like that and how those are, are the successful teams. But you mentioned Ryan Tannehill. The, the quarterback, the second-year quarterback, who seems to have developed pretty well this season. Yeah, without a doubt, he's taken a major step. I mean, obviously, he's part of that uh, that great draft class last year that will always be linked together, starting with Andrew Luck and RG3 up at the top. And, uh, you know, he was the third quarterback taken with the eighth overall pick. You know, and then Russell Wilson, the third-round guy, obviously surpassed almost all of them. And then Brandon Whedon. So, I mean... He's been linked with them, and he, he, last year he became the first rookie in Dolphins franchise history to start all 16 games, a quarterback. Dan Marino didn't even do that as a rookie. So, uh, and neither did Bob Greasy. Well, Bob Greasy, uh, no, he, he didn't do that as well. So that was big, and he put up some decent numbers, but at the fourth quarter is when he was running into some problems. He was making some questionable decisions, and even though he was comfortable in that offense from Texas A&M, still adjusting to the speed of the game in the NFL and reading defenses, that was a learning curve for him. But uh, you can see a humongous difference this year because he put in a lot of time in the film room, not only watching every game from last year, but every one of his throws to see what he could do better. And and now he is hitting his second read, his third option. His, you know, he's not forcing the ball to Mike Wallace. He's not forcing it to any receiver. He's taking what the defense has given him. And you look at his fourth quarter quarterback rating, 105.1. I mean, he's way up there in the top of the league. And in the two-minute drill, he's 19 of 22 in the last three two-minute drills at the end Whoa. of halves and games. So big, big jump for the young man. Yeah, I've got to say, he seems like a pretty amazing story. I mean, you know, granted, you know, I know he's probably taken a few more sacks than, than uh, Coach Philbin <laughs> would like, uh, 14 of yeah. them, you know, so far. But, you know, a kid who, who played wide receiver in college and now is a, is a starting NFL quarterback, I mean, that's a transition you rarely see. 
No, exactly. And he actually now has exactly the same amount of starts in the NFL, 19, as he had in all of college. And like you said, he was a wide receiver, and then they transitioned him to quarterback in his junior year. So uh, that's that's another thing people were trying to take into account. I mean, first-round pick is being compared to four-year starters like Luck and RG3, and, and then Wilson, who's you know switched schools but was a you know an experienced starter. So for him to jump that fast and and be able to do what he's doing now, you know, two of the three games are on the road in Indianapolis. And then, like you said, an Atlanta team that was in the NFC Championship last year, and uh, it looked like they had the Dolphins' uh, backs against the wall, up ten uh, nothing early and up twenty to ten in the second half. He just uh, he didn't blink. He didn't blink at the end of the half. He didn't blink in the fourth quarter. And even the veteran offensive linemen, guys like Richie Incognito and Mike Pouncey, were like, "Wow, this kid's just you know he's poised in the in, in the in the huddle." And I mean, he he looks like he's been playing quarterback his whole life. So. That is an amazing part of the story when you think about the number of starts that he actually had. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. Now, we expect to have a game within the game on Monday night. Um, you guys have wide receiver Mike Wallace, and the Saints have cornerback Keenan Lewis, and those guys went to the same high school. They're lifelong buddies, and, and the smack <laughs> talk has already begun. Um, Keenan got a pick last week, and Mike said he should have had three. He dropped a couple. And uh, Mike seems to have come on a little bit lately, but Keenan was brought here specifically to be able to help shut down guys like Mike Wallace. So what has Mike added to that Miami offense this season that it lacked last season? Well, not just last season, John, but, but really for almost the last decade. I mean, you have to go even beyond. You have to go back to Clayton and Duper. Wow. Really, when they, when they had a, speed, a legitimate outside threat that could stretch the field, and even Brandon Marshall is not, I mean, not that guy. I mean, he's hes a good runner for the catch guy and, and a big possession receiver guy, but he's not the type of guy to stretch the field. Ted Ginn was supposed to be that guy when they drafted him in the first round, and that didn't happen. So what Wallace is bringing is, again, he's forcing defenses to kind of pick their poison. Both the Browns and the Falcons opted to try to, you know, take him out of the game by keeping a safety high and not letting him exploit that deep route, and all that did was open things up underneath and uh, over the middle for Brian Hartline and Brandon Gibson, two very quality receivers as well. And then the emergence of tight end Charles Clay, you know, that was another big question when Dustin Keller went down, what are the Dolphins going to do? You know, Clay had a 109-yard game against the Colts and uh, a big 21-yard catch on that last drive last, last week to help set up the touchdown. So Wallace kind of, you know, he brings all of that into play with um, – you know, with what he does, with the attention that he garners on, on the defense. And you know that he's fired up to come back to New Orleans and uh, to his hometown and try to have a big Monday night performance. And like you said, going up against his buddy there, Keenan, uh, that's going to be some fun things to watch. Yeah, so in other words, you guys aren't missing uh, Reggie Bush that much this year, huh? <laughs> I had to throw that in. Saints fans will like that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Reggie had a good couple of years here. You know, he went over 1,000 one year, almost went over 1,000 the next. You know, and he, he uh, developed, you know, into, into a quite a weapon, but it just, you know, uh, they, they felt that Lamar Miller was a kind of a younger, faster version of Reggie, and he, he could fill that role, so they felt comfortable letting Reggie go to Detroit. Well, Andy, we appreciate it. Um, folks, if you want to keep up with the Dolphins, go to MiamiDolphins.com. You can read Andy Kent there. Again, senior writer there. He'll be covering all the Dolphins issues for you. But uh, right now, um, he will be 
not well, hell, he ain't going to be on ours because we're going to be talking about the Saints <laughs> on NewOrleansSaints.com. But he will. <laughs> he is here with us, joining us on the Black and Blue Report today. And we appreciate Andy joining us. Andy, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to get us of abreast course. of the Dolphins as we head into this Monday night matchup. Of course, John, I appreciate it. And don't forget, I know you mentioned the game within the game. Uh, another little game within the game, just for those people paying attention, Drew Brees and Brent Grimes. They had a history together when Brent was in Atlanta. So Absolutely. That, that's Absolutely. Little, uh, Brent's made a couple of acrobatic well. yeah, Brent's made a couple of acrobatic plays against Drew and uh and Drew is the type of guy who who forgets much. So, you know, we nope. we'll we'll see if he uh, if he actually goes after Brent Grimes and tries to make a little hay against him. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, it uh, should be a fun one Monday night under the lights there. Uh, prime time Monday night football. Okay, thank you so much, Andy. No problem. Take, take care, guys. More to come after this. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, What? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. And we're back. Joining us now is Jennifer Hale, Fox 8 sports reporter, um, anchor, um, Pelican sideline reporter, a national Fox sideline reporter for NFL games. Jen does a little bit of everything, folks. I know her pretty well because uh, because we work the Pelicans together. So I'm looking forward to spending more time with her this season on the road. And we won't, you know, what happens on the road stays on the road, Jen. So we'll we'll keep all that kind of stuff quiet. <laughs> but yeah, right I won't now. tell you out, John. Don't worry. I won't tell any good stories today. That's about the Dolphins and Saints. <laughs> and speaking of the Dolphins, now you, did, you saw Miami last week, correct? I did. I had their game against the Atlanta Falcons in Miami, and boy, it came down to the wire. It was a battle. 
Yeah, they Miami couldn't finish last season. They finished uh, seven and nine, same as the Saints, but they couldn't finish games last season. Was was there something in particular that impressed you when you saw them last week? Absolutely, this quarterback Ryan Tannehill is playing so much better and with so much more confidence in his sophomore season. And you know, it's also Coach Joe Philbin's second season, so you're just seeing things start to gel. For Miami, you're seeing them start to come into their own. They're also three and zero atop that AFC East, and I think I think a lot of fans are going to be impressed when they see Tannehill and his growth. He has a much better command of this offensive system for the Dolphins. He's making much better decisions. I will say he does still struggle a little bit to see the play develop. He, he told us in production meetings, you know, that that's still the area he's working on, and, and he wants to improve his decision-making in that situation. Dolphins do have a high number of sacks. Tannehill's gone down an awful lot already in this young season. Part of it's the O-line needing to step up for Miami, but Tannehill says part of it is him making better decisions as well. Yeah, we've seen a little bit of that here in New Orleans. And Drew Brees has been sacked ten times now. I don't know if Tannehill's in the same situation, but Drew said sometimes he just holds on to it a heartbeat longer because of the t- defensive coverage that he sees and also because he'd rather take a sack than get into a bad play because and I think both teams are in the same situation also I think both of them believe they have a good enough defense to where they can eat a play punt it away and get the ball back yeah absolutely I agree and I also think there's that pressure to make plays you don't want to give up on it you know you're 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 confident one more second one more second and somebody's going to get open something's going to develop you hate to waste an opportunity uh the Saints First two games the season came down to the wire for Miami. It's been down to the wire on several occasions. So it is a situation where one play could be the difference between a win or a loss. Now, Jen, you know, being a national reporter, you're a little bit more exposed to what's going on across the nation, I guess, in terms of the NFL. Is Miami as big a story as it seems they should be nationally? Because certainly here in New Orleans, we're a little bit more wrapped up in the Saints, you know, in the euphoria of the 3-0. and But Miami seems to be certainly a, a little bit bigger surprise. Even though the Saints were 7-9 and last season, I think everybody believed if Sean Payton got back, they would improve. But Miami being 3-0 and seems to be a little bit more of a surprise. I think you hit the nail on the head exactly. Are the Saints better? Of course, but everybody thought they would be. So no surprise there with the Dolphins. It's a huge surprise. Most everybody took the Atlanta Falcons to win last weekend and and Matt Ryan and and the fact that at home Miami could beat Atlanta and that they could win tough two tough road games to start their season really says something. And I can tell you, as far as the Dolphins' mentality, they're saying, wow, this Saints game, Monday Night Football, National Spotlight versus the Saints, a well-respected team, they look at this game as a defining moment, a statement game. If they could triumph tonight over the Saints, they think that will really send the shot across the bow nationally for them. Now, Jen, where where are you? Where were you uh, Sunday? This Sunday, I was in Houston, Texans versus the Seahawks, another tremendous matchup. Um, uh, you know, of course, I love covering the Saints. I wish I would get more games in New Orleans, but I've been lucky. I've had some really good matchups and seen some really good football so far this season. You know, now, Jen, it's, it's getting to be hazardous duty being a sideline reporter. Um, we saw um, Pam Oliver take a, a, a nice football to the face a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> have you? Have you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing because it's really not funny. I, sh- I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry, Pam, if you're listening. I'm sorry. I apologize. But have you gotten into perilous uh, territory that way? <laughs> so far, no, John, but you're jinxing me. You know, if you make me say that on the air, it's going to happen next Sunday. <laughs> well, see, you're pulling double duty. You're doing the NFL and the NBA. So at some point in time, you know, you got to get you got to get tangled up for us. 
Exactly. I have to have my battle scars. It'll either be via basketball or football, I'm sure, anytime soon. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You know, it, do you have a preference, NFL or NBA? Because, you know, folks, you would have to look at – if you see Jen, one, she's, she's tiny, folks. Two, she's a workout warrior. She will, she will probably work you into the <laughs> ground. And, but three, she works as hard as anybody I've ever seen. I, I don't know who could keep up with you and keep up with that pace and schedule. Do you have a preference, one or the other? Well, you're too kind. You are afraid of the stories I have to tell on you from the road. I can tell. <laughs> I just want to make sure. That, I want to make sure the paycheck's in the mail. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, it, it's going to sound cliche in the middle of the road. I don't because it's two such different operations. For for football, I'm with the Saints during the week, but then I cover other teams nationally, and it's it, it's just a really cool experience. With the NBA, I'm always with the Pelicans, which is awesome in a different way because you get to know the team so well and know the players. So even though the job is both reporting on sports, it's it's totally different because for the NFL on Fox, you're having to do homework a lot of times on players you've never met or you've only met once or twice for a few minutes, whereas the Pelicans in the NBA, you really become immersed in that team and, and, and you know the stories personally versus having to dig them up and find them out from other people so two different animals both a lot of fun and goodness it's just a great time for sports right now and i'm excited about the pelican season media day of course today um i think they're they're looking to be a a real force this season well i appreciate you joining us in folks that's jen hale uh, local fox 8 also national fox nfl one of the busiest people you will ever meet, and she makes it look a whole lot easier than it is. So, Jen, we appreciate you joining us here today on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for having me. I had a great time, John, and we missed it. We can't wait to get you back out on the road. I can't wait to get out there with you guys, and we'll be back in a moment. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex? So you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. 
Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. It's Saints game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, welcome back to the show. We are with Jay Richardson, outside linebacker, defensive end, hybrid for the Saints, who uh, left his great job doing insurance and came back to this team, had to make room for the Saints on his schedule. Just uh, talk about you've been back a couple of weeks, Jay, um, just rejoining the team. Uh, it was a blessing. It was awesome to be back. Uh, yeah, the Saints had a better offer for me than my insurance company did, so I thought eh, I'm going to go with that. But uh, it's been a lot of fun just kind of getting reintegrated into the defense and what we're doing and trying to find my role. And, you know, like you said, a little bit of linebacker, a little bit of D a little bit of D tackle. So I'm just trying to be uh, kind of a utility guy and just kind of get in where I fit in and help out. Now, you did some of those things during the preseason, but did you realize that that was going to be your role in this team? I mean, everybody made so much, you know, ado about the Saints switching to the 3-4 mm-hmm. and, you know, you being an outside linebacker. Did you anticipate playing a little D-tackle and a little D-end and all those things? Yeah, I had imagined at some point on sub-packages I'd be inside a little bit, uh, you know, in the base stuff, depending on – and a lot of it's depending on injuries too. Guys get banged up. Okay, well, we got to shuffle the cards a little bit, and I'll play a little bit inside, help out Akeem sometimes, uh, sub in for Cam on, on first and second down when he's, you know, getting a little winded. So, basically, it's just kind of finding uh, what we need at the time and just fitting that role. Now, when we think about guys playing the defensive tackle, though, we think about bulkier, um, heavier guys who might have a little uh, overlap around the midsection, and you are a lean, trim guy. <laughs> well, it's not about the size. It's about strength, you know. But, yeah, that that is something that you, you, you think ideally when you think of a three technique or something like that on first and second down. But – a lot of it's just technique and uh, just basically helping out. And sometimes we survive downs out there, and that's just how it goes. Now, tell us about the insurance business. We know the, um, that you do that, and we know you were, were doing that before you rejoined the team. Just what does that involve? I mean, did you go to college saying, you know what, if this football thing doesn't work out, I'm going to sell insurance. I'm going to. Well, of course not. That, 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 wasn't the, uh, that wasn't the plan necessarily. But at, at the time, you know, you kind of go with what works. And I had a few friends who were working for a couple of insurance companies back in Columbus doing really well for themselves. And uh, they said, listen, you know, in the off season, if you get a minute, if you take the time to go and get licensed and study up, you can, uh, you can really kind of help us out and make, you know, some good money, maybe start your own franchise. And that, that's just kind of what I did. And it took off from there. Now, but you were out of the game for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. How did you stay in shape, stay interested? Because after a couple of years, it's kind of tough to make a comeback. I mean, a lot of times it's tough to make a comeback after a couple of months, yeah. much less a couple of years. It's, it's not often you see a guy out of the league for 24 months and get another shot to get back in and start to I, I actually play in a regular season game. But for me, it was uh, – I mean, I love working out. You know, I'm always going to be in shape because I like training. I mean, I like, you know, working out. It's just kind of my personality. But also – you just see when you have a dream and my dream you know ultimately was to hopefully get back on the field at some point you just kind of stick with it you got to give yourself a shot and if the team happens to call and you're ready to go when that call comes then you know you got a shot now you end up getting a sack what was that feeling like was that total euphoria or oh yeah oh yeah it's always listen sacks are better than a lot of things in life so to, <laughs> to be able to to be able to get that is always an amazing feeling well folks that's jay richardson and we will be back on the black and blue report This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. 
So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around, we got this. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes, here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Good stuff today here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget the new Pelicans app is coming up shortly. Uh, I think they're hoping to launch here in the first week of October, which would be later on this week. And so you'll be able to get the Black and Blue Report through the Pelicans app, just like you do the New Orleans Saints app, available on your mobile device. With John DeShazer, Sean Kelly. Before we get out of here, J.D., let's get your thoughts on tonight's big game with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Black and Gold will be looking to stay perfect on the season, and so will Miami, too. I'm curious as to whether you think this is going to be kind of the tight, tight game we saw in Weeks 1 and 2, or more like what the Saints were able to do to the Arizona Cardinals in week three. Frankly, I'm looking more along the lines of the Cardinals from this standpoint. Um, the Saints, one, play well at home. Two, play great on Monday night. Three, have won ten consecutive games on Monday night that they've played by an average – excuse me, won eight consecutive by an average score of 36-20. So they're home. They've been sitting around. They've been waiting for this game. Miami, granted, has played – I think a little bit above their heads so far. I mean, I looked at the stats, and Miami has surrendered more first downs than they have. They've got a second-year quarterback. You would like to believe the Saints should be able to confuse Ryan Tannehill just a bit. He's taken 14 sacks already. That's almost five a game. That's pretty high, and the Saints have been rushing the passer pretty well. So things seem to be tilting in the Saints' favor. And, again, you know they're going to have that home crowd, and I think they can ride that wave. All right, give me three bullet points to watch tonight. Give me three things that distinctly should stand out or should be paid attention to in the football game well pay attention to this if the Saints are keeping Drew Brees clean they're going to have a great offensive night he's been sacked uh, I think 10 times been pressured another 14 times so they want to keep him clean they want to keep him upright two I just mentioned they want to get to Ryan Tannehill he's been sacked 14 times if they get to him at least four times like everybody else it's going to be a great night for the Saints and third I think we're going to have to pay attention to the Saints running game now last game they ran for 100 yards or so got some yards late in the game 
But let's not panic if the Saints only run, you know, 20 times for 67 yards because what they do is those screen passes and those swing passes constitute their run game. But they're going to need that in order to loosen up Miami's defense to keep those guys on their heels, to keep them honest. So let's pay attention to that aspect of the game. All right, a couple things for you to uh, note with regard to the coverage that you'll find on NewOrleansSaints.com for tonight's football game. Number one, John and I will have a pregame report from the field several hours before kickoff, kind of setting the scene. Also, John will visit exclusively with Saints head coach Sean Payton. That interview also only available on NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints app, and that is uh, taped, shoot, right before they really kind of get into their, their pregame work at the Dome itself. During the game, uh, John and myself will be on Twitter to start with, at John DeShazer or at Sean Kelly Live, and we kind of go into turbo mode on Twitter during the football game, not only sharing thoughts, but how they relate to the game notes, different observations. That also is a part of now what we're doing new this year, and that's an online chat that you can get the link to through NewOrleansSaints.com. Following the game on uh, tonight, uh, J.D. and I will have post-game locker room reaction. You'll also see live streaming of the folks at the podium, and then J.D. and I will have a post-game report from the press box before it's all said and done. Uh, and I, I'm wondering if we'll beat midnight or not on that. We'll see. It's going to be but tight. It's going to be tight. tight. Folks, folks, don't get sick of us today. You just love yes. us. You know, you know, you'll get an overload, but, you know, you like these faces, I yeah. believe. Uh, so that'll be kind of the rest of the day on NewOrleansSaints.com. So uh, we'll be the perfect companion t- for your uh, game watching tonight. No cracks out of you, David Wesley. David <laughs> will be with us later on this week um, with regard to the Pelicans and training camp. By the time that you hear today's Black and Blue Report, you'll have already missed the live stream. But for those of you maybe who catch this right at noon today, uh, we'll be live streaming on pelicans.com from Media Day. We'll call it, what do you think, Dub? Media Day Live? Was that, that'll work? Your voice, is your voice working today? Oh, yeah, you can speak oh. up. I didn't know if you yes. Now you, can, right. now, you can call it all the way live, but, you know, that would be stealing from Lakeside, you know, the old group. So, I don't know wow. if you can do that. You are going back. I'm, hey, yes. baby, I've. If there's a hip, if there's an old R&B reference, I got you. You're in. I got you. All right. Tomorrow's program will have, of course, Saints Dolphins um, post game coverage, and we'll also have plenty from Pelicans Media Day. That's tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. Hope you'll join us. David will be in studio on Wednesday, and we'll talk a little college football on Wednesday as well. We will not bring up David's Baylor Bears, even though they continue to roll. That's a whole nother show. Did not Baylor a- have football when David went there? Oh wow. Was that like? Did they play Grantland Rice? You know, we better stop right here. Okay. Did they play Minute Rice? Did they enjoy the game okay. tonight, folks? Go black and gold. Go Pels as we get ready for training camp 2013. It'll be fun to have both teams taking a bit of the spotlight today here on Airline Drive. For producer Dan and for John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.